Chris, how are you doing? Welcome to the North American Guitar Podcast, Talking Guitar Podcast. Great to see you. Good to see you, Ben. Good to see you. So how have you been, how have you been coping with, uh, with the pandemic and, and, and all, of the, all of that over in Texas? Oh, I, I guess we're lucky in Texas. The pandemic's not been too bad, you know. Uh, we're, we haven't been very hard hit like some place, you know, like New York or places like that. So, uh, we, you know, we had a little lockdown and that, that, of course, luthiers, as you well know, I'm sure you've heard this from lots of others, you know, we don't go anywhere, see anybody much anyway. So <laughs> it's not, not hard on us. So, uh, but my Robin, you know, my wife, that's, she's, a uh, she's always out and about. So it's been real hard on her having to stay with me, but um, <laughs> you know, now, as soon as they cut her loose, well, she's out of here, you know, she's gone all the time again. So. But you've been, but you've been managing to, um, you've managing to get into work. You've been managing to keep, keep building and keeping busy. Well, you know, I should have, should have accomplished way more than, I have Jeremy, you know, he admittedly, he was in a funk for a long time at the first of it. And I guess we all were, you know, it was sort of a depressing thing. Yeah. Cool. We didn't get done what we should have gotten done, but we've managed to keep, keep working, keep going. So we're, we're getting along, getting along. And, you know, we had a cup, we didn't plan a, much except trying to build and, catch up on things this year it was luckily it was going to be just a one of those years where we we didn't go a lot of places but we were really looking forward to the couple of places we were going yeah and uh unfortunately we didn't get to go so uh like everybody else so it, it yeah was, well it, it just it just hit pretty fast and closed down everything you know um and um it's been yeah, a, it's, lonesome there oh man i've been here this is now <laughs> it's funny i've been doing it and my hair is very long as you can see um it's been a yeah it's been a very strange time uh, it's been kind of the running theme of all of these uh, great podcasts that we've been doing um just that um i think this is my 15th week, 14th week on my own now. It's, it's kind of opening up now here, but obviously there's so many safety protocols and procedures that you've got to adhere to that we're just sticking very much to. Um, you know, we're in, we can speak to you on the telephone, we're not open to the public still. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's been a strange time. But you know, again, I think good that there's been a bit of a pause for the world. Uh, definitely, I did a, we just did a great, um, great podcast with Richard Hoover and he said that, in a weird way, he just feels, he feels grateful for, you know, guilty, survival guilt, he called it. Um, survivor's guilt. Survivor's guilt. Um, but he also said he just felt, you know, it's a great time that they kind of, Santa Cruz Guitars got to pause and reflect and work on things that they have been putting on the back burner for a while, which I think is a theme that's been going through a lot of the luthiers that we, we work with. Um, and, yeah, but 
Richard Hoover is a wonderful human being. I oh, wish I could yeah. be half as good a person as Richard Hoover is. He really is a wonderful human being. But as are you, Chris, as are you. Um, but you know what? It was amazing because you, I, one thing I wanted to quickly chat about was you had that beautiful saddle pal that you were going to exhibit at the, um, was it the big show in Texas, your hometown, in, in um, near where you are? We had, we had two. We had one for... Uh, it wasn't in our hometown. It was down in the hill country. Uh, you know, Texas has this beautiful area in central Texas we call the hill country, and it's it's these uh, limestone hills. It's uh, it's quite a beautiful part of the state, especially in the spring. It's covered with wildflowers. You know, the temperatures are very moderate, and uh, uh, a fellow named Tom Bowersox, uh, who's a yeah. guitar enthusiast and a a veterinarian uh, like myself, you know, and he uh, he puts on he last year in 2019 put on what was called the big show, the yeah. Bower Sox International Guitar Festival. <laughs> and, and you know, this I think he might be on to something. He may have a, a seed of an idea for the future of guitar shows it a rather intimate gathering and i wasn't there so this is somewhat hearsay but uh from good sources where he i think last year he invited six luthiers and uh have, he had a, a you know a really good player that you're very familiar with michael watts he did he did him and jason did that great video watts, driving and, down there yeah michael watts introduced the international aspect of it you know and uh <laughs> He had several Texas luthiers and then some that weren't from Texas. And um, to his, he has a very, evidently a very nice place there in the hill country. And they hung out for the weekend, you know, and uh, everybody gets to know each other very well. The guitars are there. It's very informal. People can try the guitars. They talk about them. Uh, they, they, like I said, they get to know each other very well. And then uh, the the player that he invites, this year it was to be Will McNichol. Uh, yeah, you know, I spoke to Will about that. I spoke to Will about that. And uh, uh, they give lessons and they give workshops during the day on Saturday for those that wish to attend them. Uh, Friday night, uh, everyone goes out for steak and to a distillery steakhouse and then Saturday evening uh, the spouses attend or girlfriends or whoever and it's a uh, or boyfriends uh, it's a big barbecue Texas style barbecue and uh, then a concert uh, uh, Ben Wilburn uh, who's a, a luthier as fabulous well. luthier yeah we represent yeah. him fabulous luthier, as well as a fabulous player he, he and a, another fellow have a group of frog and toad. Yeah, 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 yeah. They open, I think, for who, who I think they were set to open for uh, Will McNichol. Yeah. And uh, then Will gives a concert. And then Sunday morning, everybody comes back and uh, has a nice brunch and concludes the weekend and hopefully uh, – a lot of guitars get sold and a lot of friends get made. And uh, from what I hear, it was just a great experience. So we were really looking forward to that, not only because the 
the hill country is so beautiful that time of year. The Texas blue bonnets are blooming. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a blue bonnet, but they're really beautiful flowers that just carpet the countryside and places. Only place they grow in the world is Texas. I don't know why, but <laughs> that's, that's it. Uh, and uh, it didn't happen. So, uh, but, then, but you had a you had a guitar for that show, didn't you? You had a guitar specifically. We had that. We had a guitar for that, and we had a very similar guitar for LeConnor. And they were both uh, cedar top saddle pals. The one for uh, Big was a uh, Babinga guitar, and the one for LeConnor was a Koa guitar. And uh, we sold the Babinga one and uh, the LeConnor one, uh, the Koa one, which Koa uh, just seems to be, it just seems to make wonderful saddle pals. We've, uh, we've held that back for our friends at the North American Guitar. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and, and what was amazing was that you prepared that, but the Babinga one was for the big show, right? And that one, that one, it just went, you then put it out there. I thought I saw it on social media and, and it was snapped up immediately. Yeah, we, we, you know, we didn't advertise it. We were taking it to the big show, but we put pictures of it out there and we were contacted by a very nice young man who, uh, the week before the big show, two weeks before the big show and wanted to know if it was for sale. And we said, well, yes and no, you know, we're really obligated to take it to this show, but, uh, you're welcome to look at it. And if you want to buy it, you could, but we have to take it to the show. And uh, because we, we didn't have a whole lot else to take. We had a couple of other things. Uh, we had a get show, get Joe, and we had a couple of ukuleles we were going to take. And those are just for fun, you know, and uh, we had one other guitar, but we, we really wanted to do justice to the Tom Bowersock show. So we needed to have that there. And, he said, well, he'd come by and look at it. Well, in the meantime, the big show got canceled and he came and looked at it and, uh, and bought the guitar. Uh, so that worked out all right. But we had, it, we liked that guitar so well that we decided we would make a similar one. We never make two things exactly alike, but a very similar one for LeConnor. And uh, we'd sort of forgotten about Cedar as a, a top for many, many, years actually. i just think the saddle power the cedar top on the saddle power just looks incredible i can only imagine it just adds a, it adds a lot of depth to the kind of the overall warmth of the tone because the saddle powers they've got they're very articulate very present i i love i love that 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 model you know we we, we sold a couple of beautiful saddle powers last year didn't we and a fellow from a, uh well he's a, a german fellow felix really really wonderful guy uh he lives in chile however he contacted us back oh it's probably been a year and a half ago now and he wanted a cedar top saddle pal well, i happened to have a very special piece of cedar at that time that i don't know if you're familiar with brian gallup developed a rating system for tops that's right and you know originally i think brian uh, meant that system to go from one to 10. <laughs> yeah. 
And then he started finding tops occasionally that were better than what tens were supposed to be. <laughs> and, uh, he would have a 10.3 or a 10.6 or something. Well, uh, this particular cedar top I had sent to Brian and uh, it came out a 12.2. Wow. Okay. There you go. At, at that time, it was the highest rated top they'd ever had. Now they may have had something better since, but, uh, and uh, I told Felix about it and he said, well, that's the one I want. You know, that's the one I want. And so we built that guitar for Felix and uh and he actually flew up from Chile to pick it up. It was oh, amazing. I know Felix. I know Felix. Yeah, he's um the lovely guy. We we've dealt with him in the past as well. Um and he stayed with Robin and I and we really enjoyed having him here. And uh yeah, it was great. And uh I, I hear from him regularly. It's we just love getting to know the people, you know, that on these guitars and yeah that's the most wonderful thing about this whole game isn't it you, you make such great friends along the way you know that's yeah, the thing. i've really made some good such good friends <laughs> he, he's a good one and so that sort of said well you know that guitar was so good uh, i had a stack of cedar that i bought at the gal convention in 1999 wow and I didn't know my butt from a hole in the ground about, <laughs> about wood, you know, at that time. But the pops seemed good, and I just kept them all that time. Well, a couple of summers ago, uh, after attending uh, Trevor Gore's seminar in Denver, uh, I, I didn't attend, but my friend Michael Bashkin, who you know well, uh, mm -hmm. Great really teacher. love Michael. What a legend that man is. Yeah, and another uh, good friend of ours, Richard, uh, retired plastic surgeon from Wyoming. He's a classical builder. We all met up at Michael's shop in Fort Collins, and we spent three or four days trying to come up with a using a bunch of parameters and trying to come up with some a quick way to evaluate tops for purchase. You know, Brian has this great method that he's developed, but you know, we needed something where we could go in. Like, for example, I went, I used it. I went to Revolta in October there in near Milan mm -hmm. and in an afternoon go through hundreds of tops and, and, uh, and use it to pick, to pick, tops that we really want to buy and so we came out of there with a lot of data and Richard who's the the real mathematician of the bunch the retired plastic surgeon went home and crunched those numbers a million different ways and came up with an algorithm that we could use where we you know we get the density of the wood and then we use the resonant frequency of the longitudinal um, axis of the wood and uh, we uh, we put that in a formula that to calculate the uh, Young's modulus of the longitudinal axis you know the stiffness mm -hmm. of, of that and uh, and then Richard came up with this algorithm 
which it just gives us a true false, you know, quickly, true false. Yeah. Uh, do we want this board or not? You know, yep. and uh, and it really works well. I have to really give him credit. So uh, we, uh, I went to Revolta there in the fall. Probably went through a thousand soundboards wow. with my friend Simone Bonanomi, who lives in uh, right there in Monza. You know, right near Milan. He lives five minutes from Revolta. Wow. Um, we took a computer and a mic set up and we could just, you know, he's a physicist. This guy's a genius. Uh, Simone is, he, uh, he designed lighting system where if you're in an underground bunker, you think you're outdoors because it's lit so that the, the lighting changes temperature through the course of the day, just like sunlight. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, he's an amazing guy. I'm lucky to have him for a friend, but he's interested in guitar building, so we work with each other. In fact, right now, something you'd be interested in, Simone is uh, working on a, a we're, we're building a 15-inch prototype, the larger saddle pal. Oh, wow, that's very interesting. Same body shape. Um, Jeremy and I decided this would be a good idea and we're really busy. We're, we're pretty backlogged. So, uh, but in Italy, uh, Simone and his genius friends, he's got one named Gabe that is just returned from Italy from a stint working for NASA. <laughs> Another one, Andreas, who's a, a, uh, graphic designer. All these people are sort of semi on furlough. The, the government pays them not to work three days <laughs> for their, their regular employer, you know, to help, you know, they're helping their employer survive through this. Wow. And uh, so they're all working on the guitar project with Simone and they're building this experience. Jeremy and I are directing them and they're building this experimental 15 inch saddle pal which has some really interesting bracing features, but uh, the saddle pal shape expanded because what I've come to appreciate uh, is how much the shape of the guitar has to do with the sound. Right. And it's just, you would think guitars are all pretty similar shaped and they are, but how much just slight differences make in uh in the sound and how much how much the placement of the sound holes can affect the sound and the 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 timber and the volume and the uh and i've always been a believer in traditional non-traditional sound holes have always just sort of intrinsically and gutturally made a lot of sense to me mm-hmm. and since we've been doing collodony patterns and spectrograms boy do they make sense the yeah. sound hole of a traditional guitar is so in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> What's amazing though, Chris, is you, you and Jeremy have really, in, in the last, obviously we've been working with each other for, gosh, I mean, what's it going to be like eight, maybe nine years? Long but, time. Know, it's a long time, but you know, we've, you know, and we, when we first started working with each other, it was, you know, we were like, well, let's just concentrate on that LH14, which I'm a huge fan of the LH14. We've sold lots of LH14s and, um, as you know, 
but in the saddle power of first, we, we, you know, in we um, we just didn't think there was much of a market for it in the UK. But then last year, it was like everybody was screaming for well, the last couple of years, everybody's been screaming for the saddle power, and you 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 really it feels like every build that you and Jeremy go into you're always trying to push the envelope just a little bit further. And, I, and it's just been so amazing to work with you for that long and have just seen how every build just, is just sonically better, uh, visually just jaw dropping. You, you don't, you know, you're never, um, you're never afraid to try different things. And I think that's what now really sets you apart from so many, uh, so many, um, uh, builders because you can you know you you always had that tone and that was and, that, and I can honestly say yours is one of the very you know we used to play a game Michael <laughs> Michael and I back when we were working on this of back in the early days 2013 2014 we used to play a game in the old showroom which I don't know if you remember but it was it had a mezzanine so there was in the office was upstairs do you remember when you came and did that ukulele um, we did that event with you guys um, and Michael would shout out, guess what guitar I'm playing? And I'd have to try to, I'd have to, I'd have to try and guess what guitar he was playing. And every time he played a lame horse, doesn't matter whether it was a saddle pal or whether it was, um, uh, an LH 14, you could always guess because you've got such a signature, like a really def a definite signature tone that you can tell straight, you know, eyes closed, you know, you can tell. And I think that um, yeah, love it or hate it, it's <laughs> you can tell what it is. <laughs> well, you know, you know, it, and, and everybody loves it. You know, it's it's um, and then you've you've really kind of combined that you know exceptional sonic uh, a palette and ability, but with you know pushing the boat out with your aesthetics. Now I remember when I first picked up the very first LH14 I picked up was the was I want to I want to say it was Sadie. You call it with the red one. And oh, the was, red one. Now that was, yeah. That was, that lo, was lo, 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 um, oh gosh, Lorianne, Lorraine. I can't remember now. We've had a lot of them. Lorena. Lorena, there you go. But, you know, and I remember when, um, when, when playing it the first time, just being, you know, blown away by the instrument and just how sort of snappy and, and just had all of that beautifulness to it. But, I loved the fact that you, you you had the little the little emblems inside and that and that just little charms that just made it you and made it you and Chris and you and Jeremy, which is um, which is just I think why so many people adore getting your instruments. It's all you. Well, <laughs> you know, we like, but you know, like you say, the saddle pal. It's amazing. You know, the saddle pal. Um, was the first instrument we ever designed, I, I ever designed, and it was 1998 probably. And I, I, it's my story, and I probably told it to you. I've told it many times. Probably everybody listening that or will ever listen to this podcast has heard it. But I had this veterinary partner named Brandenburger, and. Uh, his dad was a Silas Brandenburger, this old German farmer. Actually, he was a goat goat rancher. They raised Angora goats, and he he came. They lived down in the hill country of Texas, and 
he he never spoke English till he went to grade school down there because uh, they they were uh, traditionally German and they had their when the Texas was settled a lot of the impresarios a couple of them were were German and brought a lot of people from Germany back in the uh, mid nineteenth century and. Uh, there's lots of German people down there, lots of German communities. And uh, Silas was a, he had a great sense of humor though. He was, a, he was not what you think of as a stoic kind of guy. You know, he was very funny. And his, one of his favorite sayings that I picked up on was, if you're lucky, shit will do for brains. <laughs> and, uh, and I found that to be very true. <laughs> that nothing, nothing, <laughs> Nothing can outdo being lucky, you know. It, uh, you know, it just doesn't matter how skilled you are or anything else. If you come up against luck, if it's on your side, you're great. But if it's on the other side, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> luck is the most serendipity is the most powerful force in the world, you know. Luck, and so. And that's what happened with the saddle pile. You know, the design, it just fell into place for no good reason other than luck. Had nothing to do with knowledge or skill at all. Um, but, and so the, the design and shape has stayed totally unchanged. And uh, it's funny how people, you know, the one we're building right now, for example, a uh, nice fellow uh, from, professor at Texas Tech University. We're building it out of a maple from a tree that he grew up playing in. Wow, that's in great. Mexico. And uh, he, he came to, he called me and wanted to know if we could build it out of this tree. They'd salvage some wood from it. And I said, well, yeah, we can certainly try. You know, we'll figure something out. And uh, I didn't even know there were trees in Hobbs, New Mexico. If you've ever been there, it's pretty desert. I'm telling you, <laughs> this must have been one of the only ones, especially a tree big enough to salvage guitar wood. From. <laughs> this is a big tree, and uh, he uh, uh, he came wanting an OM, you know. Well, we happened to have Felix's saddle pal here. Felix hadn't picked it up yet. And uh, he played that for about 10 minutes and he decided he wanted a saddle pal. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. brilliant. That's pretty much what happens. And uh, the, after we complete the, the two builds we've got going now, we're, we're building a couple of guitars for a, uh, a fellow that's become a very good friend, another veterinarian out in West Texas, who's uh, kind of the American James Harriet, a guy named Bo Brock, who wrote a, best-selling book called uh, Crowded in the Middle of Nowhere. <laughs> That's where Bo Brock lives. <laughs> a, a town of 8,000 people out in West Texas. And uh, uh, Bo, is, uh, he, ordered, he ordered an OM, and then he got to seeing pictures and listening to recordings of Saddle Pals and all. And next thing we knew, you know, Bo, Bo called up and added a Saddle Pal to his order, and now that's what he's most anxious to get. We're building him two saddle pals out of all Texas wood. Oh, um, great. 
I mean, sorry, a saddle pal out of all Texas wood and an OM out of all Texas wood. So, you know, anytime we can make special connections for people like that, like these, these guitars coming up, that guitar for Jay out of the guitars, out of the tree that he grew up playing in and, uh, Bo wanted one from, you know, he born, lived, made his entire living and, become famous, you know, working and living in West Texas. Uh, and we're going to use all woods from out there. Uh, you know, things people would not con consider traditional guitar woods, but they're really good, great woods. Uh, you know, mesquite for one. And then uh, one called Texas acacia, which is an acacia. Mm. But uh, usually the trees don't get, the they don't get big enough for, but every, every once in, the ranchers try to kill them out like they do mesquites, but every once in a while, one will make it to a size. And a good friend of mine, a, a local luthier, Steve Frady, got some and gave me a set. And it's beautiful, beautiful stuff. Very colored and... And then you stole the all-Texas wood guitar from... Yeah. From, uh, you know, from the local wood challenge in Berlin. And... That was just, that's just a, a shrub, you know, a box elder. It was an amazing sounding guitar. I mean, that was an amazing that, that, that was And looking, I wow. love that sort of pink red hue that you had in the, in, in the, the back and sides. It was so gorgeous. Yeah, and, and Stuart, uh, Stuart Ryan, I, every once in a while, I just have to go listen to that little minute and a half recording he made on that thing, and it just... I just love it so much. Yeah, well, he he is such a. I've had a really great time recently uh, with Stuart. Stuart, Stuart uh, he um, he really badly broke his ankle, uh, so he wasn't able to do any traveling or anything. Yeah, this, this is tail end of last year, and um, so I hadn't seen him for a while. And then when we were in lockdown, I had all these phenomenal guitars. You know, we had beautiful costals coming in. We had gurmas. We had just just so many gorgeous instruments, and because we were in lockdown and I was here on my own, I was thinking, I've got to get, I've got to get these, you know, these, these guitars filmed and up on the site so people can hear them. And um, one day I just called him up and just said, Hey, look, you know, would you, would you mind if I drove down and I just dropped them at your front door? You know, we'll, we'll, we'll I'll self isolate in my car and I'll just drop them at your front door. And he said, yeah, come down. So I did that. I did, uh, it was like a, 10 hour round trip. I packed the car up with 15 guitars, drove two and a half hours up and two and a half hours back. He had the guitars for a day. And then I did the same thing, two and a half hours back, two and a half hours home. Um, and it was so great because we got to talk, every, you know, I dropped them off and I would say, okay, because what's your gems? And what are you, what are you excited to do? What do you love playing? And I would go, oh, I've been playing this. I love it. And we, so it was a time for us to really get, you know, really passionate about the guitars that we had or that I was bringing down for him to play. And then when I picked them up, it was awesome to get his opinion. He was like, oh, that one's great. That's got a really great bass response. That one's really good. He's got great mids. You know, and we just, across from a, you know, a courtyard, he's got this very cool house um, where he's, uh, his studio is. And I was like, across the courtyard having a coffee and he would just, uh, we'd just geek out about the guitars that we dropped off. And then um, I just get, we'd get them edited and get them up on the site. And um, he's such a 
uh, you know, we're very fortunate to be friends with some great, great musicians, you know, Will McNichol, Ben, Tony, Clive, you know, all the great guys. Um, and it's, you know, you feel very grateful that you are able to, you know, listen to how awesome these guys are. And then getting a phone call from customers, just literally, hey, how are you doing? How's, how are you coping with the pandemic? And God, that guitar sounds good. Stuart, it's so amazing. Tell me more about the instrument. It was just, a, was, was, was just awesome. It was a real, um, it was a real equalizer amongst all of the, the bad stuff that was going on in the world, you know. Yeah, there's so much. It's just, it's great. You know, I've, I've been able to reconnect with so many. I've had, that's one good thing about it. I've taken, you know, it makes you think and I've taken the time to reconnect with some people I haven't talked to in 20, 30 years. Yeah. That's been good about the, the lockdown. Yeah, it really has. And so Chris, just, just, I mean, I know that we, obviously we've known each other for a long time. What, um, I was talking to Isaac Jang about this um, when we did our podcast and, and he was talking about how his workspace is, is really, he, he, he admires, loves the, the cleanliness of someone like Ted Astrand's workspace, which is very organized. And I've never actually seen where, where, where you, you work. So are you, do you find that you need your space to be inspiring so that you can because obviously you and Jeremy go into such a level of detail when it comes to all of your design. Do you, um, do you, are you quite meticulous with, with how you have your workspace? I wish I could say that. I, I have to occasionally just stop and dig out. You know, it gets so bad <laughs> that I have to just stop everything. <laughs> and take a half a day and and get it where I can work again. And <laughs> so you you're know, just so, Pat, you, that's because you're just so engrossed in... in I, think I get focused on what I'm doing. I don't want to stop. And uh, it's it's a... I, I look at pictures of those workshops and I think, you know, Ted or Dion James, those guys, I, I am so jealous uh, just, <laughs> just got a message from jeremy <laughs> oh yeah i forgot i'm sorry <laughs> i guess he could join so us i like him that's so unlike jeremy that is I, he never <laughs> forgot anything before oh uh, well he, he's got the link if he wants to jump in on the on the zoom call you can just forward in the link and we he can jump him in it could add a little humor to this <laughs> um, and so join and defend yourself I'll tell him yeah there you go this is what I love about these these podcasts is they're, they're, they're really just a phone call with friends that's 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 basically geeking out about guitars but having a catch up with friends uh, yeah I'm um, I'm pretty messy uh, yeah I'm messy um, <laughs> so how do you and Jeremy what, what are the you obviously one of the because I love the the story of how you first you built the first bass guitar for Jeremy. I love that. Yeah, if he'll join, he can show it to us. Oh, great! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if what what would you say is the are there points in the build process where 
you get stuck and you say, oh, I just need a fresh pair of eyes on this. This is one for you, Jeremy. Or is it, is it that you, you have, okay, I do this, this, and this, Jeremy, and you do this, this, and this. Like, how does, how does it work? Or is it a bit of amalgamation of everything you both do? Well, you know, we've fallen into this thing too much where we do certain tasks, and that's not good because I literally forget. I, you know, I lose skills at certain things. But uh, we, it's not set, but, um, you know, I've focused at first, uh, when I first got the CNC, you know, I had to spend a lot of time with it because I was 65 years old and had no idea the first thing about a CNC. And uh, so, uh, I sort of had this guy that was going to help me with it, uh, who had been doing some CNC work for us and he went crazy and disappeared. <laughs> His regular workplace, uh, went broke and closed down and he sort of had this mental breakdown and nobody knew what happened to him. He just left, you know? Uh, so I just had the machine, but luckily, the company that made the software for it, they're there in England, uh, Vectric, and they had, they had really great tutorials uh, online and watched a lot of those. So I kind of got started focusing on the, you know, that end of it. And uh, I left a lot of the other stuff to Jeremy. And Jeremy, he's much more, he really is more patient than I am. And so, uh, the uh, some of the more meticulous stuff, the fret work and that he he lends himself to better. So it sort of came down to where I was making the rims and rosettes, and uh, he was making necks and uh, doing carving braces, and uh, uh, I was kind of assembling things and putting binding on and uh but it it's never all set we we sort of share in the design process a lot of most of the time sometimes it's all his ideas sometimes it's all mine uh you're like you're like a father father and son version of lennon and mccartney when it comes to guitar building <laughs> well, maybe. I'm not sure how they did it. Uh, we, I guess we, we, you know, at times we get along about as well as they did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so what's, what have you got? Um, just tell us a little bit more about that beautiful saddle pile that we've, we've just commissioned with you guys. And, and, and uh, when do you reckon we'll be? Let's you some pictures. Well, don't worry about the pictures because we're on, we're, we're on a, even though we're on a Zoom call at the moment, this is a podcast, so people can't see the pictures. But we'll do, when we, when we release this, if you can get us some photos, we'll put that into the newsletter and we can then talk about it. But just tell us, tell us a little bit about why. Back and Sides uh, has a really pretty, we've been on this, uh, I'm not sure. So, Cedar, it's a Cedar Top with Coa Back and Sides. Yes, and it's a beautiful. Can't wait. Uh, beautiful cedar top, just really homogeneous, flawless. Just 
really pretty uh, cedar top. It has a mesquite bridge, which we've come to really like. Mesquite is about the same weight as a uh, Indian rosewood, mm -hmm. but it's harder and it's more stable. And uh, it's very plentiful around here, of course. Uh, so we've been using quite a bit of that for bridges and, and really like it uh, uh, because we like a light bridge. We're, you know, we don't like to use ebony or Brazilian rosewood or cocobola or those things are all really heavy and uh, and something especially the size of a saddle pal if you if you get a lot of weight on that small top it really chokes it down yeah uh, so so we uh, that mesquite has been working really really well you can't tell what it is when it's dyed uh, on there so it it just sort of looks like a nondescript brown wood. It could be most anything when you look at it. It could be Indian rosewood, but it's a it's mesquite. The uh, we've gone to all uh, uh, slotted head stocks. Yeah, uh, mostly because we can get better tuners for them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's interesting. You know, we get the uh, we have, we've got we got two sets of tuners we're using. One is the uh, our standard tuner uh, is the the GraphTech uh, ratio, mm -hmm. and we had we had a special run of those made for slotted headstocks. They don't they don't sell them for slotted headstocks. They had a few made for somebody special, uh, but uh, they don't they don't sell them so we had to have a, a special run made for us but the beauty of that tuner and anybody could do this but nobody else does is that the uh the worm gear is radiused uh, so that it makes contact with almost the entire tooth gear you know the rather than being straight across yeah, yeah, yeah. hitting a couple of teeth in the middle it's radius so that it catches a whole bunch of teeth and uh there's just no slop at all in those tuners and uh the radius aspect of it is is nice if you don't if people don't know that i mean not the radius the ratio i said radius but the ratio part of it so that it's just convenient. And if you mention it to people, they, they say, oh, well, that, that might throw me off. Well, if you never mention it, they just, they don't notice it. They think, well, this man, these years are great, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. We, uh, they are great, they are great. They really Tony McManus uh, picked up, he was demoing a guitar for us in LaConnor last year and, uh, the the first thing he didn't first thing he commented on he got up there demoing the guitar you know I'm waiting for him to tell the audience how great the guitar is and the first thing he says was man these machines are wonderful what are they <laughs> <laughs> I want him to say this guitar is fantastic you know but he says no these machines are wonderful what are they you know? 
uh, they were those ratio tuners, but, um, and they're very, they're light because they, uh, they're machined out, you know, they're the skeleton uh, buttons. Um, so we have, that's our standard, uh, you know, no, no upcharge for those. Or we have the, uh, you know, we can get the VS tuners if people want to spend a little extra money, which the beauty of those are they're, there's no slop. They're made just as well as uh, Rogers tuners, I think, but they, uh, they have the metal roller bearing and the only moving part of the tuner that touches wood is that roller bearing. So they're just frictionless. Wow. And the other great thing about it aesthetically is that Vitor there and uh, Brazil will make custom buttons out of anything we send him. So I, I love that. I mean, we spoke about that at the NAMM show uh, last if, year. If we, want, if we, if we make a, a rosette that has stone or, you know, say, we, you know, we use a lot of turquoise. If we want a certain kind of turquoise buttons, we can send him that stone. Well, if we get a chunk of turquoise to match it, we'll send it to him and he'll, he'll, he'll machine buttons to match uh, that or, you know, he'll make it out of, if we, it's a Zeracote guitar and we want Zeracote buttons, he'll do that. Or, you know, ebony, Brazilian rosewood. Uh, oh, we had a beautiful set of amber buttons on a, yeah. uh, the guitar that was going to go to big. Oh, they were beautiful. Made out of amber. Uh, yeah. They were incredible. So, so a, a couple more, a couple more questions. I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but so um, with regards to, we just mentioned the NAM show, you um, obviously, I know how much of an advocate you are of the guitar shows and obviously we all love them dearly and hope that we're going to find a new normal uh, coming into next year. Are you planning on, uh, if we know it's going ahead, um, what well, we're told it's going ahead, um, NAM, Winter NAM, are you going to try and attend that again with the Booty Guitar Showcase? You know, it's uncertain at this point, Ben. I don't know if we'll go to NAMM. We've attended the last three or I guess three NAM shows. And uh, I remember because you can, I remember we, we went out for dinner with when my little daughter was, my wife and daughter had, uh, they came to the, came to the show as well. Do you remember? Yeah. Your daughter is the cutest thing ever. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm glad that she's not my daughter because I don't want to have to watch over her as she gets older. Man, the boys, <laughs> boys are going to be hovering around her like flies around honey. <laughs> um, so, go on. You, so you, you've done the last three years. So you're thinking about maybe giving it a break this year? We might. We might. Uh, with just everything else going on. And uh, we're, still, we're still pretty far behind. You know, I've been doing books this morning. Uh, you know, one of the things I hate to do, even though I was an accountant for once upon a time in another life, um, <laughs> I've been, I've been doing bookkeeping and uh, for 2019 <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I'm just noticing all these sales through the North American guitar. And this year we've been, we haven't, we haven't been doing that, so we need to uh, 
we need to get back on that. We need to be sending you more guitars and, uh, but we got to catch up on these others and yeah, it may be, we, we may need to, uh, be home a little bit more next year too. I don't, I don't know. We'll just see. That's a wonderful thing that Jamie Gale has done with that boutique guitar showcase. And we are so thankful to him. Yeah. For Absolutely. Participate in it. But, uh, the NAM show is so big and so huge and, and, you know, having done it three or four times in a row, we might need to take a, a year break. And mm. I'm, I'm really anxious to try something like the, you know, the big show and see how that goes. And I wish somebody would try another one of those in another part of the country. Oh, well, I, I mean, I've toyed with the idea. I've toyed with the idea of doing it. We would, come, we would come man in an instant. I know. I really have toyed with the idea of doing an actual, like, just just in London, just or you know wherever other. Oh, in the co in the Cotswolds. That's your dad's house. And there you go. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> I would love to put something like that on because um, the, the the for me still the greatest guitar show uh, is is Woodstock. Um, it is such a there's something about the there's a core value to that show um, that is that just from the moment that you arrive, you, you're just embedded in this beautiful community of, uh, of uh, lovers of music and the guitar and, you know, the stunning woods that they're created out of. And, you know, it's a, um, every time I've gone to the Woodstock show, I've been lucky to go a few times now. And um, I always leave just feeling lifted by how, how, how beautiful the community is. Um, and um, yes, there's no doubt about it. It's the yeah, best. Uh, yeah, it really the is. Honor, the musicianship the and the playing, it's just, ah, oh, there's just, it's just, it's just never ending great musicianship all the time, you know. And people travel far and wide. I remember you know, our dear friend Adam Miller traveled all the way to, to the Woodstock show and did, did gigs there. That was the first year I went. I was, you know, went, saw him play. But um, so, yeah, I think that the you know maybe who knows the, the the bigger shows for certainly our part of the guitar world um will will, will be uh, be lesser and less than the smaller shows the more intimate shows will be uh will, you'll see more of those like the big like the big show you're talking about in texas and you know jamie's done a little bit of that with his traveling uh, yeah. uh thing that you know the bgs tour is a great concept i i love i think the bgs tour you know jamie again known jamie for a number of years now and apart from being a very dear friend of mine um he's a very very insightful guy and uh, lives and breathes um the guitar world and has done incredible things um, i was asked to write a little um just after the nam show just to a little synopsis of, of what I've, of what I thought the the booty guitar show was and gave to Nam and um, and I just think that they've revolutionised that you know from when we the, the first year that we went to when we first launched it and I always talked about this we you know, first launched it and it was that tiny little section uh, upstairs with a few luthiers exhibiting uh, you know Jason Costel Michael Spalls um, and then to the next year, it just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And now, you know, when you go to that, that NAMM show, that boutique guitar showcase, I think is probably the most talked about section of the show. And that's down to Jamie and his team, definitely. 
I don't know, but to me, it takes the edge off the uh, it the commercialism of the uh, of the Nam show. You know, it 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 takes it from you know you're almost immersed in this thing that's like a huge car dealership. You know, <laughs> with with these car car salesmen descending on you to into into an art studio you know so it, it, there's a an island of refuge that jamie's created there yeah, that, yeah i agree with that i actually agree with that um and so um your do you think that your um do you have any plans to to try to i know you're a big advocate of coming to europe so as soon as soon as the the bands are lifted. Are you going to be getting on a plane and coming to see, coming to see? Yeah, I know you're always in Italy. You love Italy. I know how much you love that place. You know, Italy, the UK. Um, I, I, there's some, I, I want to come. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be, I, I hope, I hope I'm there soon. I hope I'm there soon. I'll be the, it's, I, I read somewhere that uh, British Airways had filed suit to. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they soon uh, the government. Soon up, the lockdown. Uh, exactly. um, I hope I've got a lot of British Airways points. A couple of hundred thousand Avios points. I'm ready to use them, man. <laughs> Now's the time, mate. Now's the time. Um, Easy to get a seat. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Tris, you know, it's um, just always a pleasure to talk to you uh, you're such a dear friend to myself and my father and we had a great time that day when we managed to get in a bit of fishing for a day which was great and um i'm fishing here i just had a great day of fishing up in colorado oh well that next time you know when we hopefully when i'm i'm, I'm back in the states i'm gonna try and come down and see you guys but um we need to get some more guitars in so we can't wait for our our um our saddle pal to head soon. So please send some photos as soon as you, as soon as you can send some photos. And when we put this podcast up in the newsletter, rather out in the newsletter, we'll, um, we'll do a feature on it. So the more photos, the better. Well, I'll tell you what, how about I pencil you in for the first, we haven't got a name for it yet. We're going to come up with a good name. The first 15 inch lower bout saddle pal. There you go. Well, the North American guitar. Done. Done. You got a deal there. Um, Chris, have a lovely rest of day. It's great to see you looking so well and healthy. And uh, you've even had a haircut. I mean, you look, you look dashing with your hair. Oh, yeah, I had a haircut a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> um, send my very best to Jeremy and uh, send my love to Robin. And we look forward to seeing you very soon. Say hello to your dad, your wife and family. I'm a Tell them I'm, I want to be there as soon as I can. Well, take care, my friend. I'll see you very soon. Thank you, Ben. It's been a pleasure, man. Bye.